bit of a challenge that I didn't really see coming is to build that business is the back end of all of it. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 5 of I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and we are talking with seven amazing individuals who have taken their passion and built themselves a career. This time, we are talking about balancing our ambitions and mum guilt. That feeling many parents experience when trying to take back control of their lives. It can be a difficult balancing act to be a parent and pursue a business. And without support networking, it can seem almost impossible. Our guest this episode had been focusing on supporting busy mums and helping them balance their role as a parent with their ambitions. Welcome Ricky, it's lovely to have you with me in the studio today. Can you explain to our listeners who is Ricky Deal and what does Ricky do? Uh, Hi, Lizelle. I'm so privileged to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I'm a life coach and I work mostly with moms and especially the moms in today's world who feel overwhelmed or might have that mommy guilt so that we can just figure out what it is that they really want in life so that they can actually also provide for themselves and their family. So the title behind your name, will you say that's life coach? Yes, but because my surname is Deal, I call myself the real deal mom. Okay, I love that. And I'm sure all of us would like to be the real deal mom. So do you take us on your journey with you when we work with you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, my signature program actually works on purpose, um, permission, planning and then play because we always sometimes forget to um, incorporate some fun into our lives. Always forget, yes. So fun is a big thing. But where does this business journey of yours started? How did it come about that you are where you are today as a life coach? That's a good question. I think it was a few moments, but it was more a journey. So uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm an immigrant as well. And when we immigrated to Australia, we didn't have kids yet. And when my goal were born we didn't have that support system of uh, a grandma around the corner and all my friends that I made at that point also had young kids so uh, we had to um, struggle through that early years my husband also worked FIFO which wasn't helpful but then on the other hand then we realized I realized how hard it is to be a mom and how Um, much information is out there and conflicting information is out there. But then as my kids got a little bit older, I, in my community, organically started supporting the other moms who had questions. And um, and I think that's where it grew over the years. And then when my kids were old enough, I decided this is now a great opportunity for me to expand it into a business that is wider than my own community. When you say... um Mums, it means that you only work with women? Uh, I prefer to work with women, but my definition of a mom can be anything from a fur baby mom to a stepmom to a grandmom. But also I find that it's often the... Um, There's a lot of support for the toddler stage and the baby stage. And then when the kids go to school, 
um, that's where the support often falls apart and a lot of women return to work. And I find that that's actually where we get into overwhelmed feelings and mom guilt and all that. So by default, that's basically most often the moms that I work with. However, I'm open to any woman who feel that this is her, um, that I can support her in that way. And I do have women that I support that are not even moms yet. Where did it start? What was the, was there a defined moment in your life or was it just always part of you? Um, I think uh, we were in the Pilbara for a few years and I homeschooled my kids. And then when we returned back to Perth and my kids went back to school, I think I was a little bit, what am I going to do with myself now that my kids are actually growing up and don't need me as much? And that's where I think... Uh, I realized my purpose of all this experience and um, and wealth of knowledge that I now have, that I can share that with other moms. And that's where that passion in me grew to start this business. I just want to say that I think it's incredible that women our age get to a point and say, I'm starting a new business. There's there's a new move out there where it's like a new life that come into 45 plus women where they just got all this energy and they just use the life experience and who they are as a person and said, I'm starting a business. There's a new generation that need my services out there. And there's quite a few that jump onto that, but it doesn't come without challenges. Even if you have life experiences, even if it's your passion. So share a little bit of the challenges you had to deal with on your journey. Oh, definitely. Um, I think when I started thinking about this business, my whole idea was, oh, I'm just going to chat with moms all day talking about their kids and how they um, run their households and what challenges they have. And uh, yeah, reality is not like that at all. Then you realize you have to build websites and you have to do social media and you have to do networking and you have to do marketing. And then when you do the website, then they have all these fancy words like SEO and meta tags and everything in the background. It was like a foreign language to me. So I think it it was a bit of a challenge that I didn't really see coming is to build that business is the back end of all of it um, and how much time it takes. And in the beginning, you don't have money to pay somebody and you don't have time to figure it out yourself. So there's a bit of a fine line on where do you pay somebody for their expert versus where you just have to figure it out yourself as you go. And I think I've done a little bit of both because I wanted to understand enough of what the expert is going to do so that I can build my business in that particular way as well. So even though it's still my favorite part of my business is to talk to the moms and do that specific coaching, I love that. That's absolutely my favorite part. But you also grow as a person and you grow in your business with all the other um, background, back-end stuff that goes with business. Well, I always say that we all are on a journey and we've got the end focus in mind. But I believe your journey is much more important than the end point that you reach. So you are on a journey getting to a place where your business is going to be busy, you're going to get a lot of clients, it's going to be out there. But 
I feel that this growing stage is such an important, the setup stage is so important because that is literally where you as a person grow, where you sometimes found more out. And when you get overwhelmed in your business with all the new things, you're exactly where the mums is in their normal life. You go through that same journey now in your business. But the information you you get out of that, the growth out of that is amazing for you as a human being. I totally agree. I actually spoke to somebody just last week and I said, I think I've learned more about myself in starting this business than what I actually learned about myself when immigrated or when I had the babies, where each phase is a different growth as a person, definitely, you know, as you would, you know yourself, immigration is not always easy. Becoming a new mom is not always easy. But I definitely find that the new business was the area where I've learned the most about who I am, what I like and what I don't like. And I totally agree with you. It's, it's you have to practice what you preach. So I also have to work on my own feelings of overwhelm. I have to work on my own work-life balance, school holidays. You have to cut back on the business and be there for the girls. But that's the whole reason I started the business in the first place was that I didn't want to return to a corporate job nine to five and put my kids in vacation care. Yeah, but isn't this exciting that at the age of 45, 50, we're still growing, we're still learning. There's new things coming our way where if you go a couple of years back, I think that's when people think I'm retiring soon. I'm going to take this life easy where now it's the opposite. We got a new life, it's happening and... You know what, it might be a little bit overwhelming, it might be challenging, but I have seen so many other women your age and older that tackle this and make it work, that actually got very successful businesses today and not just a successful business, but a successful lifestyle. Because when you're at this age and you start a business, you decided which hours you work. You decided how you do it and you make sure it fit in with your lifestyle. I think when you're younger, you let life still decide a few things for you. But when you get to 45 plus, you have a different view of life. You have the experience and you decided that's how I'm going to do it. There's two things I want to say on that, actually. One is what's your definition of success? Because I think my definition of success in my 20s looks completely different to what it looks like now in this business. And my success now revolves a lot around my kids, my family, my health, lifestyle, exactly what you said. The other thing as well is um, I often go like, oh, what if I did this earlier? And then I realize I would never have been a great life coach in my 20s because I needed that experience and I needed to live life a little bit before. And I've got nothing against life coaches who are in their 20s. They might have a great story to tell and to support other people. I'm just saying that I think I wouldn't have made a great life coach in my 20s, but I realize that now I have just so much more to offer. And Ricky, mental health, it's a word that we see so much in media now that we know is quite a challenge for a lot of us, for 
all the generations. Is that something you had to deal with quite a bit in your life coaching and with your clients? Oh, definitely. And in, I think in my own life as well, you know, just that mental shift when you immigrate, where you don't fit in yet, but you don't in your new country and you don't fit in anymore in your old country. And you also have to have that mental um, stability or that mental mindset that this will work out in the end. And then for a new mom, for me, it was a big shift. Um, I was in the corporate world beforehand. I worked in the mining and oil and gas industry before I had my kids. And uh, I could run meetings and managers. And now I cannot run this three kilogram baby who cannot follow the schedule. So uh, we all had to work with that mental uh, mental shift as well. And then living in, in the Pilbara as well for a while, homeschooling. And I think that was all that made us stronger. But in the end, we um, we have a choice on that, and um, that's where it starts. I always tell my kids as well, capture your thoughts, because your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your action determine your character, and your character will determine your destiny. But it starts with our thoughts. Mm. And it's often we, we um, don't value the things we think about ourselves and other people, but that's actually the starting point of a happy life. That is so well said. Thank you. I love how you say that. But life coaching also have a little bit of a question mark behind it because it wasn't something that was very familiar in the past and suddenly it's like everybody needs a life coach. That is a great question, and I get that often, that um, when I tell people what I do, they go like, uh, so what do you do, and why is it needed today? And the one thing is that life coaching is maybe still, maybe it will change, but it's an unregulated industry, so anybody can call themselves a life coach, which makes it a little bit harder um, for people to really understand what we're doing. But on the other hand, I think if we look back at a few generations ago, if we look at the older movies or even just the um, uh, some communities, for instance, I always think of the Italians. Um, in the movies, we always see where they all come together and it's the tomato harvest and they all, all the grandmas and nonnas line up and they... Uh, uh, have this factory line where they work on the tomatoes and they make the sauce or they make the pasta or the men come together and they make the, the sausages where the whole community comes together but I think that was where they organically did life coaching you know the older nonas will talk to the younger new wives or the new mom moms in the group and it was part of the community that they were coached they were supported when there's a new baby born you know everybody brings food and everybody will look after the other kids in that community and the children also grow up with that support and um, that sense of community and belonging but nowadays where we have such a global community people move to different countries immigrate like us and then you lose your sense of belonging or your your sense of what to do but also a lot of women return to work nowadays and then we don't get that transfer of knowledge from one generation to a next and then we also have the internet that's so full of information where do you start and that often also causes a lot of feelings of overwhelm being overwhelmed for moms and I think that's where life coaching comes in you just need one person to 
ask you the powerful questions. What do you want in life? Where you are? How is all of these things working for you? And then figure it out with you as you go along on what do you need and how can you organize your family so that it fits your mental health and needs, but also for that of your whole family. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I'm a big supporter of life coach and mentor. So I work with a few clients that literally had two to three mentor and life coaches in their lives that helped them through their journey. Yeah, Yeah, and on different avenues. Some just have a life coach on their health or some have a life coach like you, a mom that's overwhelmed and then other had business mentors or um, support. So for me, that's definitely something I'm 100% stand for. And I think the big thing is like, I just want to emphasize is we used to have that in our communities. And today now, unfortunately, we have to look and we have to source it out specifically for that. And that's why the life coaching industry is taking off. Ricky, just on that note, if I come to you as a mum that want to become a real deal mum. What does that process look like? What's happening? In the beginning, um, I have a pre-questionnaire and that's literally just asking where you are at the moment and where would you like to be? And I find that often a lot of the moms go like, this is the first time I've ever thought about any of these questions which I already go like well that's already a good win for us and then we have sessions like we will do weekly or fortnightly sessions where we work through that where would you like to be so it's over zoom or in person but most of them prefer Zoom because we're all busy and overwhelmed. So we work on Zoom and we go through that questions where some of them would like to set goals that they would like to reach. Others just need a safe space where they can just brain dump all their thoughts and we then figure it out together on what they would like to do with that information and how they would like to structure it. And then often I have moms who would sign up again afterwards because they go like, I just like the safe space. I just like that I can focus on myself, invest in myself, because that makes me a better mom. If I have sorted that in my head, I have space emotionally and physically for my family and my kids. So Ricky, also another thing is a lot of us will say, I know that's what I need to do. I know, because I I know that's what you do to solve this problem. Is accountability a big part of place in your clients? Yes. Um, I... um prefer if they do not cancel even if they felt they didn't do their homework because that is the best time where they grow where then we can reflect on why didn't you do your action steps what happened for you was it a physical block because a child was sick or was it a mental block because you just procrastinated and then that's obviously something we can work through so yes I think the accountability um, I have one mom who loves to give me feedback before my next session because she would say oh it actually makes me sit down and reflect on the past two weeks before I have my next session with you. So yeah, accountability is definitely a big part. Another thing that you do that I absolutely love is your sessions with all the balls in the air. And is it crystal and plastic balls? Is that 
the ones that you can drop and the others that you can't? It's actually a three-day workshop that I do where we identify all the balls that the moms are juggling in the air. That's the first one is a brain dump on, on all the balls. But then the next one is exactly what you said. So it's some balls are crystal balls and some are rubber balls. So if they drop, they bounce. And um, so the crystal balls will typically be your relationships, your own health, um, which can be physical health and mental health and sometimes career, you know, or that business or that job that we do. But if we drop the crystal ball, it will break, it will crack, and sometimes it can crack and we can fix it, we can glue it back together, but sometimes it just shatters and it's gone forever. But sometimes our day-to-day, we focus on the rubber balls, we focus on dinner, we focus on getting the kids to sport, we focus on laundry, and then we lose track of the crystal balls in our life. And that's actually what this whole workshop is all about, is identify the crystal balls, and then we see how we can prioritize them in our lives. But because we can't get rid of all the rubber balls, we still need to do laundry and cook dinner, but how do we fit that into our available 24 hours every day? So did you say that's a free day workshop? Yes. So I do that. And then also there is the option at the end where you get a session with me that we can go through your homework, exactly what you said with the accountability partner. So free day online? Yes. Okay. So we didn't really have to stop live and go somewhere for free days. We do it free day. Can you do that over more than three days in a row? Can you stretch it out and... You know what, you get it via email. Every morning you get your link for your video. The video is about six minutes long. They're pre-recorded and you get your workbook. So you do it when you have time, whether it's when the baby's having a nap or we are sitting in the car next to the soccer practice. You can actually listen to the recording. I kept it short and sweet because I know we're busy. And then you just fill in the workbook as you go. So it's actually on your own time. I guess it's not full day that you have to sit. No, 20 minutes max. Per day. Okay, great. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Have you had any mentors in your life? Yes. And it's also interesting because it's different for a business mentor versus a life mentor. And um, I think there were older women in my life, in my own community. I'm thinking of my, my grandma, my own mom, but I'm also in my business coach side. I've worked with business coaches. I'm now just signed up with you as well. But I also find that the mentors um, might not necessarily be somebody that you sign up for six months. It might be that person in your circles, in your friendship circles, who actually support you on that one day when you feel today is not a good day. Ricky, that's what all of us say. You always had mentors in your life. That's not necessarily even a paying mentor, but they've been there. They know when to check in. They know what words to say. And when I listened to you talking a bit earlier, it's like you have always been one. You always share a little bit as you go on your own journey with other women around you and you have that passion to help them. So if you can say to me, what is the main value that you think that anyone out there can get from a life coach or a mentor? I think it's that just sometimes they ask a question or they bring an angle into a situation that you have not seen before or that you haven't thought about. And I think often they might just leave it with you and it brew over time. And then a week later, you might go like, oh, that makes sense now. Because sometimes people have told me stuff 
where my first reaction was to get defensive. But once you calm down, you go like, oh, maybe they've got a point. And often I find in life coaching, that's exactly that. It's just when somebody asks the question that you don't think about yourself. You got it so right because I have this client and literally a week ago, she looked at me and she said, how do you always know to ask the right question? And I think that's part of it. A mentor and a life coach not always give you 100% your answer. But they just make you stop, think about things that you don't even think was relevant in your situation, process it, and then come back with you with some options. And it's then when you and the mentor or the coach start breaking it open and think and see what is the best that work within your life or your situation now. And I'm a strong believer that we're in different seasons. There's not what would have worked for you 20 or 10 or 5 years ago is not what you need in your life now. You have to move on with the seasons in your life and you have to adapt with that. What I love about what you just said and what, what, what just triggered me at the moment was when you work with a life coach, be open-minded. Because if you go in with the idea that she's just going to fix it or you're just going to be defensive, you're not going to get out of life coaching what you can get. I think it's a two-way street as well. If the client is not open to answer the questions, to do the homework, to think about the words, um, then they might not necessarily find the value out of it. And then they blame the coach. And it's not the coach's fault then. <laughs> I can 100% agree because I've used this so many times where I say, this is not a quick fix. Yes. This is definitely not a quick fix. But I can also say after your journey, when six months, 12 months come, you look back and say, how did I get this amazing results? How did I manage to get here from where I was in this short period? And that's why life coaches and mentors is so, so important. So what's your view on empowerment? I think my biggest thing for that is for moms to have the confidence to be the best moms they can be. Because again, like we just said before, there's so much information out there and there's so many shoulds. The world is telling us we should look like this. We should be doing this. Our children should play seven musical instruments and participate in 15 sports. But what do you want? And I want to help those moms to feel that they are confident, that they love their kids and that they are the best moms that they can be for those children. Empowerment for me is something I'm strongly, strongly believing because I believe that if you empower somebody, it's that what we talked earlier today, it's that mind shift. It's that mind shift from, yes, I can do it, or maybe I can do it, or no, I can't do it. So that's where the empowerment comes in. The minute you can believe in yourself, you're already fun from, I don't think I can do it, to maybe I can do it, or yes, I will do this. It might not be perfect, but I will do this. As a life coach, you give a lot of empowerment out because that's part of your journey with these mums. Let them change their mind shift. Let them feel that I'm empowered to make the final decisions of what I want in my family without feel pressurized by life, the pressure of social media and everything that goes out there. But how do you empower yourself? Because that's a lot of giving, giving, directing, giving. 
What do you do to bring that empowerment back in yourself? I think my biggest one is is um, still continue to learn as well. So I also do life coaching myself. You know, I also have a life coach, which I think is important that somebody else ask you the difficult questions as well. And then the business coaching as well, which like we just said, is two different aspects of my life. But also it's a lot of reading podcasting, but also have time, have that 10 or 15 minutes every day to sit down, be quiet and contemplate and process information and meditate on what has happened and how do you feel as well. And I think that's important because we can be so busy that we jump out of bed in the morning and you jump into your running shoes and you run, run, run until you fall into bed tonight. So I think that's also part of that empowerment for myself as well to practice what I preach. And I can agree on that. So many times I get to the end of my day and I said, hello, Lizelle, how yes. are you? <laughs> how was your day? Where were you? Because you're so constantly busy giving and just tick the boxes. And um, you also have teenager goals and just make sure they've got what they need. Make sure they are where they need to be and that their lives is running it's just to be a mum is already a full business that you literally oh, yeah. run to make it work. What to, know, what to say about everything else on top of that? And I love that self-care today is we are beyond the point of bubble baths and candlelights. You know, for me, that's not self-care. My empowerment is give me 20 minutes of quiet time, please. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and Ricky, it's so important. And um, before the session, we talk about it. It literally needs to be in your timetable. Yes. It needs to be in your diary that that is my time when I'm going to stop and I'm going to reflect. That is my time when I'm going to rethink what just happened or why it happened or how can I redirect it if something like that happened again? How can I answer it different? It's a little bit of preparation. You prepare yourself for what similar situations what might still come in the weeks to follow yes but not only that just um, I find that sometimes we really have to be creative with finding that quiet time for instance when I drop off my kids from school in the mornings sometimes I switch off the radio and I drive home in silence because that might be the only 15 minutes I'm going to get today that's quiet and it might not be that quiet because you still have to um, concentrate on the traffic around you but at least it's you're not bombarded with even more information from the radio or a podcast. No and then we've got our phones that's all the oh, time pinging, with us. Pinging, pinging. Yeah. What's going to be happening in Ricky Deal in 10 years from now? Where do you see this going? I can hear you've got an absolutely passion for mums. I can see that you have worked yourself up and you know what to do to support mums and guide them. And you're so open about it that you don't know everything, but you learn with them and you walk the road with them and the successes you have through your clients. Where do you see this going? Um, Obviously, I would love to still be involved in working with moms and I love working one-on-one -on -one because that's where you see their journey the best and that's still my highlight. But I also think we just spoke about that community that's a little bit lost today and I think it will be great if we can build that community, that sense of community and that sense of belonging again. And that often happens in group coaching sessions or in a membership or even going away for a weekend on a retreat and leave hubby and 
the kids at home and uh, where we can just find enough time to discover who we are again, but also connect with other like-minded moms. Tell me, what is the 10-year plan for you? I think there might be a podcast in the in the future and you never know about a book in the future because some of us still prefer to have that manual type thing to do but also definitely that sense of community and that sense of belonging where we can have a safe space because there's often so much critique um, criticism on on our mom life and I think it will be great if we have that sense of community where we know that we can meet in person or online and still support each other to be the best moms we can be. And Rika, you have already started creating that community because you do have your groups. (laughs) Tell me more about that. Yes. So um, I started two membership groups already. So one is is specifically for moms that we were just talking about. But then the other one, as I was struggling with all the back end of the businesses and having to figure it all out on a shoestring budget or no budget at all, I've also started a membership group for new life coaches or new business owners where they just want to come in and uh, get the information, the very basic information on where do I start and what do I do, but also that sense of belonging and that sense of partnership and that sense of accountability, but also that this is where I belong. And often a lot of them are moms too, you know. So we do talk about work-life balance, building a business while we still have to be moms and run a household. Well, I'm looking forward to see in 10 years from today where this groups is going to be, how you can build that community to have that space for moms. I know it's um, new groups on this stage, so it's not as big, but can you imagine what these groups will look like in 10 years from now? Imagine if we can have that in every community and it doesn't matter from what immigration background you are or what your family looks like, if you're a single mom or a blended family, I think all of us moms need that support and that sense. I I keep on hammering about that sense of belonging but I think there's so many moms who feel extremely lonely out there and the great thing today is you can belong to that online yes you don't even have to be in Perth to be part of that you can be in the country or even in another um, part of the world and you can still be part of those groups that's amazing and that's what I love about the way the world is going So what is your career highlights before I'm going to let you go? Um, I think my career, there's a few and it's always the one where you have your, when the website goes live or when your new product that you launch goes well or when you have that client signing up. But for me, my absolute, absolute highlight still remains when you have that last session in a series of six or 12 sessions and you can reflect back with that mom on where we started. We look at the pre-questionnaire, uh, pre-coaching questionnaire again and we look at all the, what she's written down and we work it through on the growth that she has experienced and they always stand in awe about how far they've come and that always, always is a highlight for me. Because you're changing women's lives, you're changing mom's life. You take overwhelmed out and you put a structure in place that feel, I am in control. I am in control for what's happening around me because I've got the recipe how to do it. Yes, and then also the mom 
sorry for those men who feel offended, but the mom is the glue of the family often. Mom is making sure that everything runs smoothly. So if we can make the mom feel better about herself and how she runs things, then often it has such a huge impact on the children, on how they feel about themselves. They often feel calmer because it's more organized or things run better. Mom feels better. And then I've also seen a change in relationship with their partners because she feels better about herself. Ricky, your favorite phrase that inspires you? Do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better. If you would like to know more about Ricky and her coaching group, you can find the details in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.